take the right door on your way down. There's no telling where you'll end up. Can you make it through? To the night's end. Good to see you again, friend. It really does break up my week to see you. There's only so much time you can spend torturing people and looking after monsters before you start to go mad. You know? Now, have a seat and relax. I think you're gonna like this one. Humes by A.E. Stuvey. you have to understand about being a vampire is that our digestive system is all fucked up. That's it. I mean, sure, some science we've kept secret for fucking ever explains our longevity and our penchant for blood, though I guess it's more than a penchant, really. Gerardo laughed after he said that. It was almost sad. I don't know. They say after a few hundred years we get bored, fed up, Melancholy. Suicidal. It hasn't happened to me. Yet. Anyway, he went on. It's a straight up hardcore addiction. Yes, this whole thing is a curse whose origin is lost to time. He lifted his hands and flitted his fingers like he was a hack magician. But what is magic if not science we don't understand? I waited a beat after the rambling, then sighed. Nice speech. Now fucking do it. I said. How do you remember all that? I mean, what was it? 200 years ago? Lee asks. I shrug as if it was no big deal, even though I've written this conversation down, word for word, at least 1,000 times since I woke up the next night. I don't know. Just do. And it was 216 years, 7 months, 8 days, and I looked at my watch. 16 hours ago. Jesus, fuck. Lee says, Jesus, fuck. He is an eloquent one. Does that answer your question? There was a time in my life, even after life, when placing those two words together would have made me take notice. I wouldn't have been shocked, per se. I wouldn't have fallen back aghast at the atrocity of the word pairing and held a cross to my lips to kiss it or some shit like that. Not that I could have after Gerardo made me. But I would have taken notice. When you've been around as long as me, though, 241 years to be close to exact, words lose a lot of their power. So does religion. All that matters today, all that has mattered for a very long time, is this shithole ball of mud we call home, because even a vampire can't survive when he doesn't have a planet. What year was that? Lee asks. His big doughboy eyes are begging me for an answer. That really doesn't matter, I say. That's a stupid question. He reminds me of this guy who worked on a farm that I knew when I was human. He was as big as one of the fucking cows he took care of. Cows are still around here and there. 
pockets of wild ones running around free for the first time in probably centuries. I have to admit, I kind of envy them. I'm sure some more of the well-to-do have some cattle of their own stashed for entertainment and desperation's sake. Watching them is... relaxing. Their blood, though. Their blood is like grassy shit. I guess it's an acquired taste. Anyway, this guy Lee reminds me of had this shock of blonde hair and always wore overalls and a flannel. He was an anachronism even then. Kind of like Lee is right now. When we were in school, his parents drove him every day until he graduated. It was like a 20-mile drive. 40 miles both ways. He didn't learn shit at West High, but how to fuck and brawl, but it's whatever. I always liked him. His name was Dave, but everyone called him Moon because he reminded us of some character from a Stephen King book. That reminds me, I should call Mr. King later tonight. It's been forever. Back to it. Lee's eyes fall to the floor. His hair that reminds me of Dave's hangs limply from his forehead. I feel an almost nauseating pang of guilt for pointing out Lee's stupidity. Guilt isn't something you should worry about at this stage in the game. There is a job to do. We must get it done. Everything literally depends on it. But this kid is new here, so I'm going to say something. Apologise. I've got to get him on his A-game after all. I mean, what he's about to do isn't easy, even for someone who has made it through the process to get to me. So I lean in and say, hey, softly, like a mum would do, and this is when he looks at me, eye to eye, and I notice he's not hurt. This fucking asshole is angry. And boom, I'm thinking, fuck you, hillbilly. You are fucking stupid. You're at the bottom of this fucking totem. As far as you're concerned, the hierarchy ends with me. And if you want this job, you are failing the final interview. The tensing muscles under his flannel shirt don't bother me. He may be twice my size, but I can move faster and kill better than him. In fact, for a moment as fleeting as a person's life, I consider doing it. I have stakes in my jacket. I have a vial full of holy water. Hell, I could rip his fucking head off and be done with it before anyone got in here. They'd accept my explanation, whatever it is. But that's not cool, man. We'd have to start the whole process over with someone else, just like him. A big oaf with enough raw power and ignorance to get through this. So I take a deep breath and think it over. His anger is a natural reaction. I'm sure Vams have made fun of his intelligence before. I know they have. Jesus, they had to have. Look at him, I think. He's like a cartoon character from the 1950s. Fucking baby Huey. I suck it up and again go back to mentally preparing my apology so he can do his job with a clear head, thinking he's the baddest of the baddest, or some shit. I wish I could tell you it is entirely altruistic, that I have Mother Earth's well-being firmly placed at the front of my mind. But that would be a lie. And I'm a lot of bad things, but I'm not a liar. I do believe all that Mother Earth shit. I do. Sincerely. We have to fix this planet. We have to bring down the population if any of us want to live. We have to protect Mother Earth. I know. I sound like a zealot. I'm not. I want Mother Earth to survive. But I also have debts to pay. I'm sorry. 
It was 2013, I say, the year after the Mayans were supposed to kill us all. What? He asks. Then I'm onto a whole new tangent, trying to explain things to him that involve socioeconomics, politics, the internet, social media. All that shit everyone gave a fuck about then. I'm not sure how I got here, really. All I'm supposed to be doing is testing his mental and emotional fortitude for what happens in the pens. Somehow, though, I get going, and before too long, I'm waxing philosophical about the end times. With the oceans up a few feet, England, Japan, New Zealand, and a whole slew of other islands fucking gone, the power locus totally shifted, nukes dropped, and still humes. Humes everywhere. So many fucking humes and the whole world trying to figure itself out again. And those goddamn humes keep fucking and making more goddamn humes. You'd think disease would have done them in by now. But no, they keep making more. They really are animals. I trail off. It's like I'm speaking a different language to this poor guy who doesn't know what it was like to be a vampire before the shit hit the fan. How? He doesn't know what it's like to be Hume before shit hit the fan. He probably has never heard of England, Japan, New Zealand, unless he found an old Hume history book in the rubble out there somewhere. Wait, I doubt he can read. This is too much, he says, filling in the long moment of exasperated silence. I can't deal with it. I lean back and grin, trying hard to affect the cool, unconcerned professional has been told I am. I hear you, Lee, I say. Let's just get back to this project then. What were we talking about? I don't know if it will work or not. You never can be 100% certain in situations like this. He clears his throat and looks around the room. It's concrete, reinforced with rebar and steel, and all sorts of safety shit to keep the outside out. It's drab, Grey bricks, cement floor. Even the fold-out chairs we're sitting on and the table they've provided us with are some varied shade of grey. I didn't know there could be so many shades of grey until I took up this post with the league. The things you learn. The eating thing, Lee says. Eating? I ask, leaning in as though I'm intrigued by any of his questions. As though I'm hearing something new. As though this isn't all just one long boring death march that feels like it will never, ever fucking end. Sometimes I hate my job. I guess that's ironic, isn't it? You know, all things considered. You said your maker said something about our digestion or something? What's that mean? I mean, if what you want me to do... (sighs) He sighs. His large blue eyes almost look innocent. Or they would if it wasn't for the fact that the blue was swimming in a black-red sclera. I mean, can I really overdose? Because I heard when vamps overdose, it's ugly. But I always thought it was a legend. I lean in a little closer. You're concerned about your well-being? I ask it as a question, but I know it's a fact. He nods. I'm only like 30 years old. I don't want to die. And just then, this big oaf passed my test. So many of these guys who come in here think they have all their shit together. Think they can do whatever the hell they want. Think the world is scared of them. They're not scared of death. And that's what does you in down there in the pens. However, you could still go a little too far with it. 
I offer a sympathetic smile and matching eyes. You don't have to worry about that if you've watched all the training casts. I lean in even closer. You have, right? He nods again. I have. What they said and what you said just makes me nervous is all. You're hungry too though, aren't you? I ask, showing him my incisors as I deftly switch the conversation. Now that he's convinced me he's cool, I'm done. He nods again and I'm beginning to hate that about him. Open your mouth, I say. He does, like the fucking cow he is. Your fangs look good, I think you're ready. But you have to follow the info in those casts, or you will overdose. Will I? I raise my hand to stop the question before it's asked. No, the overdose can't kill you. It's our digestive system again. You can drink as much blood as your body can handle, which is a fucking lot. But when you hit the wall, you stop. Stop? Your body, your mind, everything, it all stops. You're still conscious unless it's getting to be daylight, but you stop. So if you're in a pen and you overdose, those things will rip you apart. I mean, you know what they're like on the outside, right? He nods, of course. So imagine that, only now they're penned up, angry, hungry, batshit crazy. The OD won't kill you, the chaff will. He nods again, and I can actually feel the dumb falling from him. Here's the thing, I lean in, fake excitement tingling my words. No matter how many there are, they will not overpower you. They have no weapons down there, they have no order. They're basically pigs waiting to be slaughtered. You are far too quick, far too strong, and far too much for even thousands of them. You'll feel yourself nearing a wall. All you have to do is pay attention to that. When it's near, come back. This sounds dangerous. We're serving Mother Earth, Lee. It is dangerous. I don't care about that, he says. I need to eat. I'll be careful raise an eyebrow. You don't care? I'm curious. Friendly. He shrugs. Not really. They told me these places were good if you were really hungry and wanted someplace kind of safe. I figured it was safer here than out there with all the humes and their dogs. It's easier. That's all. What about the training videos? What about all the shit about dying? He nods. Oh yeah. The ones about the planet and all that? Ah, I'm in for that. He gives me the thumbs up. And I'm scared. But they're just humes, right? He said they can't kill me if I don't overdose. The people out there can. And fuck that, brother. I stand. I can't believe this idiot is walking himself into failing. I'm not your brother. What? Do you understand? I begin, pausing only to think carefully about my next phrase. Anything? What? He asks. The anger is back. He's quick that way. Of course he is. Those who are usually slow to understand are quick to anger. I'm calm. I'm patient. This place is not some safe den with free dinner. You have to understand you are saving the world. You have to do your best. You do not come in here and act like a glutton. If you do that, you will die then we will have to start this whole fucking process over again. We are saving the fucking world. 
Do you understand me? I don't- Shut up! Slam my fist into the table once more for effect. Breaking it this time. Jumps from the chair and glares at me. I didn't think this would be some kind of freak show. He shouts, like I give a damn what he did or did not know. Lee walks around the broken table and stares at me like I'm some kind of prison bitch, ready to get raped. This boy's audacity would be a thing of beauty if it weren't directed at me. This will not stand, I think. I pounce on him before my thought is complete. My cliché black coat flutters behind me. I'm the goddamn Batman. I grab his throat, my feet off the ground, mind you, and lift him while I'm leaping. I manage to slam his head into the brick ceiling and land like a graceful fucking gazelle while baby Huey crumbles to the floor. He's whimpering now and I reach out my hand. He shies away but his baby face is angry. So instead of coaxing him to take my hand, I bitch slap him, sending a fang skittering across the room. It takes ten years to grow a fang back, Lee. You shouldn't have tried to scare me. Just made you handicapped. What? No! He cries. They're actual tears too. Not the weird blood ones we tend to cry so I know his pain is legit. Grow up, I say, and forcibly take his hand this time, lifting him to his feet like he's a crying child I just want to kill, which I guess he kind of is. Then I straighten him out, dust off his clothes, and pull a handkerchief from my pocket. Clean the blood and tears from your face, I say. You have a lot of work to do, and you're still going to do it, even though you piss me off. Follow me. He's scared of me again. This is good. I'm honestly not sure I should take him to the pens. Really don't know if he'll cut it down there. Whoever plucked him out of the streets and sent him through all the training had to see something in him though. And he did make it this far. So fuck it. If he does what he's supposed to do, great. If not, we'll find another and he'll be dead. Fine with me. I turn from him and knock on the metal door. Two uniformed guards with those stupid fucking wooden stake shooting gun things open it and let us through. We walk slowly to a large window overlooking a completely enclosed pen. Inside it there are humes. So many fucking humes. They're dirty. They're weak. They're black. They're white. They're yellow. They're brown. They're young. They're old. They're crippled. They're dumb. They're numbering in the thousands. This is your pen, I say. You need to eat every last one of these humes within a month's time. After that, it will fill up again. Then I do it again? He asks with a newly discovered lisp. Try to intimidate me again, motherfucker, I think, snickering at his lisp as I nod. After a break, I pat him on the back. Now get to work. I say and point toward a staircase leading down to Lee's own personal pen of fumes. Save the world. He's moving like a kid on the last day of school. I turn away from the window. This is going to be a bloodbath. I always enjoy reading your reports, Sammy, Denise says as she looks up from the tablet in her hands. I shrug. I like to think of myself as a creative type. I know. His smile is slippery. How'd Huey do? I ask. You mean, 
Lee Mender. The fool missing a fang you sent into one of the pens. I nod. Who the fuck else would I be talking about, Denise? I ask. I don't know, Sammy. Or should I call you Batman? Very funny. (laughs) She laughs. I laugh. We all laugh. This is big fun. He did fine. She finally says. I don't think I would have sent him in if I had been in your shoes. We don't like to cut them that late in the game, do we? Not normally, no. Still. She trails off and lets a weird hesitance hover between us. Hey, I say, clapping. He did his job. I did mine. Where is my payment? (sighs) She sighs the way my mum used to when she was simultaneously done with me and loving me. Same place it always is, she says and points me down the hall to an elevator. I walk away. They're clean this time, right? I call back. Only for you, Sammy, she says. There are three. Triplets. Triplets? I ask. How does that even happen out there? Ask someone who cares, she says, but I'm not paying attention. Triplets? I mutter, giddy despite myself. With triplets, I could pay everything off. With triplets, I could finally leave the league. With triplets, I could go back to being alone, the way I like it. I'm in the elevator. I'm in another hall. I'm at the door. I open it. Three little Hume kids stare at me. Six eyes wide with fear. Are you our dad? One asks. They said our dad would be here. Fuck, I say, as somewhere above me, Denise laughs. (laughs) She always liked her own jokes best. This has been a production of Dissonance Media. Humes was written by A.E. Stuvey. Head over to www.aestuvey.com. That's A-E-S-T-U-E-B-E.com for more work and information about A.E. This week is the last chance to enter the competition we have going. For your chance to win a signed copy of Robert P. Atone's new anthology, Her Infernal Name and Other Nightmares, please leave a review for the podcast either on Apple Podcasts or at www.podchaser.com. Link is in the description. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. Stay horrific, everyone.